again, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, episode three, Ad Bros. Um, so yeah, let's go around the table real quick. Yeah, so um, you know, most people call me AD. I'm gonna go by AD. I mean, I've had that name now right. for 23 years. I'm telling my age, it's all good. <laughs> Shay's here. Shout out to Queens. You know, I love you. <laughs> I'm done. That's what I got. That's say. it. Shout out to Queens. That's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shout out to Queens. I love Shout you. Shout out to Queens. Rose is back in full effect. Live and direct. Um, yeah, man. Brooklyn, stand up. <laughs> Get your bars yeah. off. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know you have you have myself, Tony Stallion, from the Wu Tang name generator. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys could just call me Tony. It's Black History Year for for me, in general. Black History Day. But we're gonna take Every it day, day by day. Black people we, making history every day. We're gonna take it day by day. Um, just give me a Black History Month quote that speaks to you. I was trying, I was trying to really like get deep, deep. But I was like, yo, just Come give on. me, just give, just give me a quote that speaks to you. I go first. Uh, look, All one right. of my favorite guys is W. E. B. Du Bois, right? He's, mm. I mean, you know, he's between him and you know Booker T. It was like. The polar opposites, right? They were like the big and Tupac of their era, right? Or I don't know, the Mark, the Malcolm or the Martin of the era, whatever, right? But he had this quote, you know, this idea of to be a poor man is hard, but to be a poor race in a land of dollars is very bottom of hardships. Yeah, I, I thought that was just a very hard quote, right? Because because he was talking about the collective, like you could be a poor man, that's one thing, but to be a poor ethnic group in a land that's all about opportunity and capitalism i mean you you know you're just you're kind of like a second grade citizen so Mm. i always thought that was a a hard quote i like that why uh, and why does that speak to you well i mean he's basically just keeping it about the realities right like you know you can be poor individually but the goal is to uplift your race for lack of better words even though it's only technically one race a human race but for argument's sake the goal is to like really understand that yeah we are in a country that's about capitalism and money and commerce right so to be collectively poor is probably worse than being individually poor because individually mm. you can probably have money you can probably be completely off and when you're collectively poor and if you're spending most of your money in your community then if the collective is poor then technically we all are poor so I, I, that's what I take from that Okay, mm, that's dope. Yeah, powerful. who who want you got you got one, Rose? Yeah, I got one. My quote comes from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Mm. Um, blessings, blessings of peace, still, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll be in. Nah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, uh, we don't need soft talk when it comes to telling the truth, and I think that that spoke to me because I feel like even between. You know, today, social media, just in general, like people in general, people prefer a lie. There's no one telling people the truth to actually help them and advance themselves. I mean, I feel like, you know, you have conversations with people and they'll sit there and they'll lie to your face. So you'll hear them lie to other people and then, you know, with their friends. And it's right. like, how is that? Like, you're, you're, you're perpetuating this lie and it's like you're really doing more harm to a, per, to a person. So... Um, that really stuck out to me. The generation behind us, and it's it's our duty to share the truth. Like I always talk about my parents. Um, one thing I could say about my dad, like I felt like he never lied to me. Right. And the reason why I have 
a the positions that I take with a lot of things is because you know I like I want to be able to sleep at night and look myself in the mirror, and that starts with truth. So you know what, like Powerful. be strong, be firm on it, and when you got to tell the truth, you don't have to dance around it or be soft about it. Like say what you mean and mean what you right. say. Like the truth, the truth is like a pure element. It is what it is. There's no changing it. There's no moving around it. It just is Absolutely. what it is. It is. What you got, Shay? So I got this um, this quote directly from Byron Lewis. Um, I sent a message to his wife the other day. And for folks who are unfamiliar with Byron Lewis's, uh, he's the founder of Unor Group, uh, the longest standing um, African-American advertising agency in history. Uh, when he actually went into advertising, it was like him and like three other black people ever at that time. So um, a quote directly from him is um, always reach back and bring up someone behind you. So even at True. 80 plus mm, years old, like he's that. still thinking yeah. about the rest of us. So I hope the rest of us can think about him and the folks who've paved this uh, path for us. I love okay. that. I like that. Uh, moving on to the next topic, do you guys think companies are doing a good job at celebrating not only Black History Month, but diversity or any other cultural holiday? I want to hear Rosé's point of view. Honestly, like, I think it's it's kind of sad. I mean, if we're talking about, uh, you know, uh, BHM, Black History Month, or, you know, Women's Heritage Month, like... All of those things came about because, like, there was an oppressor in some kind of situation where we felt like, okay, now we have to give these people who were, whether it's oppressed or, or, you know, moved to the side, something so they can feel like they're relevant or, you know, oh, right. yeah, let's have this month for them so we don't forget about them. Right. Like, that's kind of how, like, I look at it. Right. And for me, it's, it's kind of like a sensitive thing. So I don't need a company just doing something for an entire whether it's you know a race or a gender or even a sexual orientation mm. for a month That's or a week or for it. a day just to sell some shit to right. say like oh yeah don't forget about them um it feels like why pandering. don't you for the month get some interns or get some people some jobs that like look right. like that I like, like, that. like because huge. yeah the the reality is the people who are putting out these messages do for the most part, don't identify, nor look like, nor even understand the experience. So it doesn't really mean that much to me. When you're going to sell a product to me that I would probably buy anyway, actually is kind of uh, distasteful to me. So I feel like, you know, all the Black History Month, currently and even in the past, <clears throat> it's been mostly just everything that, you know, that the king family kind of put out and it's not even like the real deal substance that king was really about right so it's right. it's the watered down versions of dr king's messaging so i don't know i just feel like brands overall and, and companies like they're just placating and just checking a box off right right and they're not necessarily mm. diving deep into the culture like right. like you know black history for me is not just one month and i do celebrate it but it's, it's every day. Like, every day. Like, right. it's we, not like one I mean, month just, out of the year. That's all the history that we have, right? Don't forget about them. They did something. Right. right. That's what we, like, that's what it's like. I mean, honestly, USA was built off of, 
But it's the oh, backs oh, of oppression. Oppression. Absolutely. You know, you know, right. enslaved Africans. Right. I don't like to call them slaves. Nope. Enslaved Africans. Yep. Uh, the original Native Americans. Yep. Exactly. The original some, Americans. Yeah, original Americans. You want right. to look at it like that, and even like definitely people who was imported from China who helped get the railroads. Real quick, if you're still calling Native Americans Indians in 2018, kill yourself. Please. Yeah. Delete your social media. Remove yeah. yourself. Remove yeah. yourself from society. There you go. Remove you're dr- you're yourself from so- society. Go- you're drunk. Go home. You sound stupid right now, honestly. They're not Indians. They're no, native is, they're to Americans. the American land. They are the original right. Americans. I, I would say I'd rather see that um, in terms of a marketing campaign, hire people. Yeah, I agree. Hire, hire Bingo. people who, who, yeah. who look different from you. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cut the check. Right. Is that simple? And why is Black History Month always looking back? Why are we never Sh- looking forward? Show us that Ooh, you're repeat really that. Repeat that. I like that. Black History Month is always looking back, but it's never looking forward. So maybe Black History Month should be relabeled from Black History should be every day, but Absolutely. maybe the month should be Black Futurism, or Black Future Month. Mm. See, that's what I'm talking about. What'd you say? Repeat that. For Black the Futurism. That's I didn't coin that, but <laughs> Black Future Month. I didn't coin that either, but I'm just bringing it up. Hey, though, you know? Know. All right, we whoever created it. But, but I mean, for real, right if a now. brand could, like, you know, instead of spending money on, you know, ads or like whatever to kind of do messaging, what if they took that money and created like an accelerator to help uh, a young, quote unquote, black, whatever, start a business? Absolutely, that'd be kind of dope, right? I love Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And that's looking forward. That's looking forward. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Moving on to the next topic, you always have to have that salary talk, that money talk. Yeah. And you gotta be, you gotta be, you gotta know what you're talking about, basically. So I guess that leads me into the topic. How do you know your worth, and how do you negotiate your worth? Let, no. the, let the man with let the, the big OG. money talk. Let the, let let the man big, with the let big let money the talk. Hey, 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 ain't got no big money. Feds listening. No, no, no. We. Quiet money. Quiet money. <laughs> Very quiet. Money. I'm just paying bills. <laughs> One of my old design instructors, uh, creative, you know, uh, instructors from like college, um, he had this good point. He said, you know, you as a creative are going to have to always validate your worth, right? And he said, the way you want to make more money, chances are you're going to have to quit your current job and go to the next job. That's how you're usually going to get a bump in pay. But if you're trying to get like a bump in terms of title, then you got to really prove yourself in terms of like what do you bring to the table, and that's something I always held on to like these last twenty plus years or so. Um, you know, shout out to Mr. Shed, that guy's like you know the Obi Wan Kenobi uh, when it comes down <laughs> to this creative game. But I often tell a lot of young creators, I'm like, look, if you're trying to make more money, right, you got to really talk about how your work added to the bottom line of the company you work for or the brands that they're servicing. Because if you can't talk about it in no sense, like yeah, it may have won some awards, but did those awards turn into more scope of work, right? And if you can't really, like, you know, put, like, a metric behind that, you're just being emotional, you know? Uh, and that's real. I hate to say it, but money is not a, an emotional thing when, you ask, when you're asking for more of it. When you want to spend it, you can be emotional. But when you're asking somebody to pay you more money, you literally have to kind of, like, validate why they should do that. Because otherwise, it's like... Why should I give you more money when I'm pretty good giving you the money that you currently have right. now? You know, and and I'm not gonna say his name because I don't want I don't want too many. I want to get business, but I don't want uh, too many people to start going in. But our tax guy 
I love that guy. I love that guy. He told me he told me the same thing. Which but now, nah, what you what, what were you about to say? You look, you about to dive dive into the topic, nah, I'm, like, I'm yo, this how you say- this how you get this paper. <laughs> nah, I mean, you always gotta shoot because the worst, and I learned, and obviously throughout my life, I've learned is like the worst people would do is say no. Yeah, that's true. I mean, true. if yeah. they say no, they say no, and this is what it's gonna be. Yeah. All right. I mean, if I can't negotiate it, then it is what it is. Right. But and I it's every shot you don't take. Mm. Exactly. Facts. Exactly. I I am a firm believer in um, I'm Kobe. I'm shooting. Mm. I, I I appreciate my teammates uh, being there, but I'm shooting. I believe in myself that much, and maybe to my um, faults, I have never stayed at a job because I needed to stay there. I work where I have to work because I need that money until I feel like. I don't need it anymore. I can do better. I leave. That is who I am as a person. So but you're I, also seasoned too, so you uh, you understand it. I mean, I've never worked any job I've ever had. I've never worked it to be like, oh, because I need this money, right? Mm. And maybe that's to my fault because I <laughs> I am outspoken. I share things I don't. Uh, I share my mind. I say things I don't believe in. Uh, I'm sorry, not share it, say things I believe in, but if I don't believe in something, I speak up and I say Gotcha, it. gotcha. So I am not the spook by the door. I am not that. I'm a person who speaks their, speaks their mind, and maybe it's to my detriment, but this is this is who I am. It's my characteristics. Gotcha. So when I talk to young people, I tell them, be who you are. If right. you are the person who's like, yo, I need this job, and I have to keep it no matter what, keep that job. Right. Don't, 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 don't be me. Yeah. Because I've burnt a lot of bridges. I've, right. You dame dashed a lot of situations. <laughs> AD will tell you, like, I, I'm jammed up with a couple of people. And I, I lost a really significant opportunity last year because of that. But at the end of the day, I'm proud of me. Right. And I believe in me. Gotcha. So And, let, I, and I'm going to shoot. So let me ask you a question before we get into Rosé's point. Um, how, how... How would you end the situation and not burn that bridge? For people listening, that's like I, um, I mean, you don't have to give any names, yeah, but yeah. like, get give a, I would say give give us a story, and and how you think you could have handled that a little better to not burn that bridge. Um, <laughs> that's a, this, yo, the, well, I just want to say <laughs> the bridge is already burned. Yeah, yeah, it's gone. It's so gone. they ain't no. So do your thing. So I worked at a uh, at a tech company with my my big bro, my mentor, my homie. And I think I did pretty well when I was there and I was able to bring business and I I feel like I did a good job there. Um but there was one person that who really didn't fuck with me like that and I didn't fuck with her like that and it all stems from one incident. So I was with a person and she came to us and you know, like how people casually have conversations and chit chat or whatever. She showed this photo of an elderly black man, obviously a fiend who was like crazy fucked up, high on drugs or whatever. So she took a photo of him, showed it to me and this person that I was with, and then she laughed and said, this is why we left Brooklyn and we bought our house upstate. So to me, this was automatic, like, I don't fuck with you, I don't like you now. 
I don't want to talk to you about anything, but she's my boss. So I still have to keep a level of decorum, have to be polite, respectful, so on and so forth. From that moment she did that, I never liked her and I right. never respected her. And I and I think it came across um, in my interactions with her right. going forward. Right. I, I sense she felt that and I, I knew she felt that, so I tried to make sure that I kind of... So let me jump in real quick. Sure. Did you ever explain that and say like yo this is wrong i'm not feeling it this is not appropriate or did you just jump into the hole like all right i'm not gonna fuck with you the big on approach well <laughs> well low-key my manager did ask me if i wanted to take it forward and make it an issue with hr no i don't mean with hr i mean like i don't oh. well i don't I, I guess the steps are different in different yeah. companies but for me how i was raised it was like not say you were not right raised there. right but yeah. how i was raised is like so talk to you talk to the person. Yeah. If you can't deal with the conflict and, and come to a resolution, then you go to HR right. and be like, yo, this is a situation. I hate not saying you would do it, but I hate people who go straight to HR. It's like, bro, yeah. you didn't even talk to me. He, yeah. I think it was a big son. I don't fuck with you. Damn. It, 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 it became right. a big son. Yeah, it, it, it was very apparent. And I spoke to my manager about it, and he specifically asked me, if, is this something you want to pursue? at the HR level, and I'll support you. So I was like, nah, it's cool. I never say anything. I just didn't deal with her like Because you know, like we from the hood. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't snitch. We don't snitch. And then also too, like, and also it. too, like, the, it don't matter like where you come from, but that's your livelihood. Like if you, if right. you're taking someone to HR, that could result in someone losing their job and providing for their family. And, 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 and yeah, and, and, and you got a family and, and all that. And maybe I'm naive to think that way, but I was like, you know, she has two little kids. She just bought this house. She's the breadwinner in mm. her her uh, home. So I'm not going right. to cause any kind of strife. So I just... But anyway, yeah. I, I didn't handle that yeah. situation well. I admit that I didn't handle the situation well. So fast forward a year later, this same tech company that I worked at, they hit me up out of the blue, ran the person, different assignment, to give me a role as a director level handling $10 million a year in a budget to do... Um, that's a lot of money. That's, that's a, a lot, lot of, of money. money. I had six interviews. You know, some people only handle hamburgers uh, that's and a fries <laughs> that is a and fact. never have seen $10 million deals. Damn, homie. That, that, that is absolutely that a fact. <laughs> that is absolutely a fact. But um, they hit me up for the Fuck job. It. I went through six interviews bro damn my man playing you was playing like kobe during a trial hey it was trial by fire i met uh the director the vice director the chairman i went all the way up as high as cmo gotcha within that particular organization of the company all right what happened next the last meeting i had um hr guys like hey you're doing great here's the number we can offer you for the salary we agree with that. Here's the perks or whatever it is. I just need you to talk to one more person. Damn. It's not okay. like a movie. The person that you're going to talk to, he lives in Montana. <laughs> but he's moving to North Carolina. And in North Carolina, you're going to technically work out of that office with him as your equal from New York. All right. That's not a problem. I can talk to whoever. Fuck it. We got on the call, going great. It's a 30-minute call. We talked for 45 minutes. 
And at the 40 minute mark, he says, oh, by the way, do you know this person? I said, yes, I know her. She's nice. (laughs) (laughs) He's so political. Yeah, she's She's very nice. Yeah. He said, well, by the way, we just hired this person to be on our team. So you'd be working in the office with her. And I said, oh, that's fantastic. Right. A week goes by. Two weeks go by. Three weeks go by. HR guy hits me up. Hey, by the way, um, I just want to tell you that we're going to pass on this role for you, but keep you open for um, other opportunities. Why is that? I don't know. They just said that they're going to pass on you after six interviews. Where I was raised professionally, I come from pretty good ilk, right? So I started my career at Merrill Lynch. That's a good word. Ilk. Yeah. Ilk. You know You're a copywriter, so I know you know. Yeah, the word. I'm out here trying. But when I grew up professionally, um, one of my, I, I guess he's kind of a mentor, um, an older black man from Guyana. He gave me a, oh, his name was Mr. Giles, Mr. Giles. He gave me one piece of advice. Never say anything bad about anybody if they're a reference. Mm. Somebody refers you to them or refers them to you, never right. say anything about about them. Because at the end of the day, we all need a job. Right. Every single one of us. Exactly. So why are you going out here like this person is terrible or they're bad or whatever? Right. It's pointless. They need a job the same way you need a job. So never do exactly. that. We talk about things from culture, art, music, advertising. That's what our forte. That's where we all met. So I just kind of want to go around the table with you guys. What is like the most interesting campaign you've seen? MailChimp last year. Gotcha. They produced about nine different kind of campaigns. Um, what I really enjoyed about them, they were all individual. They were different. But more importantly, they were fun and they were cool. So I think that's what brands should aspire to doing work that's cool and creative and not necessarily with an emphasis on selling a product, Mm. but rather doing something fun and innovative and keeping people interested in the platform or the product that you're going to offer. Was there one in particular that you like like the most or it was just (laughs) the the collection of like how they put it together? Well, I love the collection because um, it was never an emphasis specifically, hey, buy us or buy into this but rather like we're gonna make something cool and fun and interesting so you can share it with your friends we don't it doesn't matter right now if there's a buy button at the end or like a specific call to action but rather have fun enjoy this laugh it's silly it's stupid or whatever just enjoy it i mean um the one i've been liking lately is and you know i'm not gonna call out the agency because they're not paying me enough to say that (laughs) love that but i do love the fact of what amazon has been doing with the Alexa campaign, like how Alexa lost his voice during the um, the Super Bowl, right? I thought that was kind of cool how, you know, it, it kind of supplemented the voice of like Leslie Jones and Cardi B and a bunch of other different people. But also the campaign prior to that was always about being able to use your voice to control Alexa. So these guys have been using um, like storytelling to bring out a key feature in this speaker or this Internet of Things speaker, right? That allows you to control every aspect of the Amazon experience through your voice. But it's kind of cool when they, you know, doing a Super Bowl, how this ideal of it losing its voice, not so much as like literally, but it could potentially lose 
like this brand voice or this this familiarity, right? I thought that was kind of neat. So that's been like my favorite campaign, I would say this year because maybe I need to watch a little bit more TV. I haven't been watching a whole lot of network. I think I said in the last podcast, right? So <laughs> it's been hard to kind of you know catch up on a lot of advertising per se, unless I'm dealing with a bunch of out of home things. Uh, just by going to work every day, like Casper has a great, you know, uh, out of home campaign that I think is always cool and visual, and it becomes almost like an Instagram moment. Campaign that I thought was pretty cool was Spotify, actually. So they did this entire rollout where they maximized off of leveraging like 2018 goals at the end of the year. So what they did was they used their first party data, and then they oh, right, right, right. they leveraged that, yeah. the out of home. Which is, I, I like how they use like different mediums of advertising to kind of connect with audiences, but they use the first party data and they took like specific songs that may have been hot. So like Cardi B was hot in 2017. So, you know, they probably, they had one where it's depending on what location or what area you lived in and it popped against that specific song. They say, oh, you know, 2018, I'm making money moves. So I thought that was cool. I thought it was relevant. And I thought that it's great how they're using data and information to tell stories. Oh, that's and really cool. It also um, taps into marketers and what marketers are saying, like, how can I leverage your platform? Like, what's so great about your platform? It's great about my platform. I have all the information. We have all the data to support it. And then, you know, we're telling these stories that's relevant to the audiences across throughout the country and globally. Oh, that's dope. All right. So, um, I would say my favorite campaign right now, recent campaign, would be um, uh, Yeezy Season 6 rollout. I think just the way um, that that whole thing was rolled out at first, where you have like the model, you have Kim Kardashian kind of modeling each piece of clothing from this season instead of doing like a, a fashion week show. She kind of like, like they knew paparazzi would follow her, so like they had her mm-hmm. wearing all the clothes, um, taking photos of her, putting it on Instagram. Then I feel like the and I could be wrong, but just from what I've seen, the next iteration was you had a bunch of models. You had Paris Hilton, who she actually used to work for, which is crazy. Dress exactly how Kim looked in these photos, and go around LA and take photos, yada yada. And then the third part that I've noticed in terms of the marketing, 34th Street. I noticed there was a lot of at-home pieces where they literally took the Instagram cutout of that photo, even with the comment section and everything, and just posted it up. What do you think it was like some kind of, I don't know, like ad buster, renegade kind of campaign in terms of the out-of-home execution level, or was it paid? I would Because it felt like some kind of earned media kind of right. approach, you know? What do you think, Rose? So, uh, I mean, you, you, tell, you tell me, Rose, like, what do you think, do, I mean, I assume you have to pay for the space. Yeah, absolutely have to pay for the space. Right. I mean, Unless it's like, you know, a situation where you have like the paper and, and, and the glue and then you just like do a roll up of it. It looked too like clean. Gorilla it, marketing. It, it looked too clean to be gorilla on yeah. thirty four. I would mm. say maybe on like a building. If you see it, it's probably like some some like gorilla marketing, like we just gonna post it up. A lot of yeah, but stuff. it looked too it looked too organized and too clean for it. I feel like they probably bought that space. Okay. Right. Oh, I guess for I guess real quickly, right, speaking about you know, fashion week. How do you feel Fashion Week from a brand perspective? Like, what does that stand now, right? Like, I know it used to take like a million plus bucks just to be a part of it. 
and now you got guys like Ye, Ye and a bunch of other people um, actually foregoing the actual, um, you know, well, fashion week uh, format, right? So, what do you think? It how do you think uh, fashion week stand up as a brand now? I think fashion week is kind of like just for the elite fashion yeah. heads. I don't. I, I feel like fa- I feel like fashion is similar to how the music industry is and how all these industries are changing. And it's just like, I don't know if you really need that fashion week. Cause also too, like with the internet, like yeah. you can, you can be in New York and see what's going on in Milan. So it's like, do you really have to travel and deal right. with all that? Global I mean, community, yep. man. Right. And I found out about the Yeezy thing through Instagram. Right. So I didn't necessarily have to see it out of home execution. I literally saw, you know, just, just popping on people's timelines. The question I've always had about um, Fashion Week is whether or not people actually buy the clothes that they see on Fashion Week. Because obviously the clothes are, the models, the clothes that the models are wearing are very different, I think. Because they're cut to a very specific size and um, the relevance for the actual show that they're in. So it's like, do people actually buy like a feathered, you know, blouse that is four inches of thread or whatever? I think it's a mix. I think... um, Again, um, as Beanie Siegel would say, I'm not qualified to speak on this. this Actually, uh, that was Dick Beans. That was no, Dick Gregory. Gregory. Okay, yeah. as Dick oh, that's Gregory. That's not Beans. Beans got it from Dick Gregory. Okay. Oh, cool. Okay. Cool. Uh, thank you for the shot. I'm not Dick. I'm, I'm not as Dick Balls. Gregory would say. Um, I'm not qualified to speak on this subject, but as a fan, I think it's a mix. I've seen some some people. No, no, do your thing. We'll, we'll do it in post. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, open it up, dude. You got to do, bro. You, you already started. You already got the thing moving. Pop champagne. They don't know, they don't know what's happening, though. Yeah, I'm just saying. Um, it's like drink champs. <laughs> right. Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> um, Love it. But I would say it's more like brand awareness. Like, like it's more of a, an awareness campaign. It's a yearly thing. It's almost like a, a right. holiday for fashion. Right. But like, but like we said, I think since it's, it's becoming so innovative and now we have a global conversation, I don't feel like all brand, like before you had to be in Fashion Week to be like, get that stamp, now you don't need that. Right. But yeah, I think that brings us to the next topic. How important yeah. is personal branding on social media for your job? Um, I mean, for me, I would think that, you know, perception is reality. So whatever you post or whatever you say or choose not to say, people are going to like, you know, uh, gravitate to that. So, I mean, could that be you? Maybe, possibly, but I will always think it's like, whenever I look at people's pages or whatever, I always like look at from the standpoint of what people are aspiring to do. Like, mm. I, I might not be there yet, but I wanna be an aspire, like I post like a lot of travel pictures or whatever. I don't even have that many pictures because I mean, I'm on social media, but it still doesn't mean as much to me right. as it means to other people. And because the feds are watching. And <laughs> <laughs> you like, know what? Yo, hold up. How much money is guy getting paid? Nah, yo, we got. You know what? Your tax. name is let's, no. We're gonna change that your name. You team return. No, no, no. We're gonna change your name to Tony Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Chill, man. It's copyrighted. <laughs> I would love but, it though. But no, no, no. Um, but just to kind of like close close that up like for me it's mostly about like what I'm inspiring to do so I want to be associated with things that like I I enjoy traveling I might not travel as much as others but you know it's it's I want to show people 
a piece of my life and how things are from my lens and you know tell right. that story so that's right, important I respect that yeah um i don't know if social media is as important as like your relationships day to day and individually one to one oh, with people that's a good way of looking at it yeah because as a victim of having people say negative things about you costing you a job which happened to me last year of a very influential job um I would say probably more important than social media is making sure that your everyday relationships are good. But if you're on social and, you know, if you're like a white supremacist or something, it's probably not a good idea to, you know, have Ku Klux Klan on your portfolio when you're trying to get a job. It's probably not a good idea. Um, I hope your heart wouldn't have that anyway. But at the end of the day, I do think having the one-to-one relationships with people is by far more important than social. But in social, you have to be understanding and considerate of the fact that other people can see your information and what you're thinking and kind of build a profile on you. So you gotta be considerate about that. I mean, um, you know, for me personally, what I do in social, I pretty much post everything around my creative thinking, right? Like a lot of people don't even know when I'm married. I've been married now like 11 years, but we've been together like 16. However, I do know that a lot of people do do that. They kind of live in this weird, social public manner right and unfortunately sometimes that gets you jammed up right like you know uh like if you're working on a certain consumer's package goods you know brand a but then you post in brand b who is a competitive on social but your your client is brand a and you know sometimes you got to be very mindful of like when you put things online you need to make sure that it's definitely protecting you as personally but it also is representing who you're representing, right? So people follow you. Like all those comments you may see something about. And people look. And people like, look. People and you got brands yeah. that are actually out looking. Your clients will yeah, look. Yeah, yeah. I they, they hire people. They trolling. They trolling you. Stuff like right? that. They yeah. trolling actually, you on look. your own personal uh, social outlet. So just because it's your page doesn't mean. And it's if you make it public, then you you just leave yourself open. I mean, for any kind internet. of ridicule. It's the internet. It is. Yeah, it's the internet. Anything sad... can be found, even if it's private, it can be found. So the sad part is that you know, per what Shay said earlier, and what you're alluding to now, it's like people can really judge you based. They on can, that. and it Absolutely. has nothing to do with who they build you a profile. really are. Yeah, that I perception mean, perception is reality, man. I mean, it's uh, it could get Absolutely. to the point where you know things that you do on social. I mean, whatever social becomes your new social security score, which certain countries that's actually a reality, right? Right. So, like mirror. I was gonna say. I, that. I was gonna, I was say, gonna say, it, say it, but that seems to be the recurring theme on this show. But it's true. Like you know, certain things that you do in public, especially in social, could become some type of score. And I mean, you just gotta be mindful. You know, I just don't like putting up every single thing that I do. I'm with right. you on that. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Like. That's it. Every, everything. I My think, brand doesn't necessarily represent what everybody needs to see. It's, exactly. That's what I tell you. But what is a brand in social, right? When it comes down to like individual, it's either, it feel like it's two things. It's either a selfie or it's something that they're pointing at, like, this is where I'm at, right? So well, it feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just me being cynical. No. Nah, but, but I do feel like social is very um, narcissistic. It is. Absolutely. It's, it, you know it, I mean? it basically, I, I would say it it pays into your individual narcissism. Yeah. Yeah, I, man. I mean, the new iPhone was created with the intent to take better selfies, not yeah. necessarily to Vanity be a better, better phone. It was a, 
the 3D camera, the notch in the phone was created specifically so you could take a better selfie. And that's all for social media. And emojis. Filters. And emojis, right. (laughs) Look at those filters. Which don't you hate motherfuckers who talk with emojis on social? (laughs) Oh, man. I hate that. I mean, mean, let's get into that. New rule. New rule. And, you know, I've been holding back. New New rules. New rules. Yo, that's you. From now on, you bring the you bring in the rules, rules baby. The rules. <laughs> rule number one. This this might have to get edited out. But rule Fuck number it. one, like I feel like if you're a male over a certain age, <laughs> you cannot man. send another man uh, uh, an emoji. Mm. Rule number no two. No emoji at all. Not even like the. Ha, 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 ha. I feel like if you're not sending like that's not emoji, that's like um, your kid, that's a sticker. As right? a man, if no, you're not sending your kid an emoji face. Don't do it. Yeah. It's, Cause I wouldn't. You even might make a mistake and send an eggplant and like, oh my bad, bro. <laughs> what? I don't make those kind of mistakes. Pause. <laughs> like a typo. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just, just weird to me. Yeah. Like it's, somebody it's be talking with shit, an animal. Face. I feel like it just it just takes uh, away from conversation. Yeah, yeah. You're too grown for that. For uh, that. Yeah, but I, and then I know I probably sound old as shit, but I'm not that old. Um, <laughs> rule number two: I feel like women over a certain age should not. Like, use those filters. Like, you look ridiculous. Like, uh, this that's not what you look like. Let's stop it. We should be able to too. sue a male or female who uses a filter, and they, and they do not come I like that, that way. Low, low key, though, I'm waiting for that six-pack filter to come. <laughs> I'm using that all day. Low key. I'm well, going yeah, to put my joint. I'm going to be ripped. Be looking like Tyrese. Look- Look, looking like uh, that's a bad example. Like, <laughs> yes. What more do you want? <laughs> looking like Hawaiian buns out here. Like, yo, what's up? Yeah, man. Like, I just what, feel what like even if you're over a certain age, man, and like you're a female, and you're talking about you're a grown woman, but then you, you, you and the sixteen-year-old girl are doing the same things. Like, let's knock it off, man. Yeah, well, it's a bit weird. It is. Yeah. All right. That's it. Just two rules. For now, that's what we rolling with for now. I bet, I like that. But um, Ad, you said something really great that I think is a better topic. Is like, what was it? What is branding? Yeah, on what social? is branding from a, a personal point of view in social? Like I said, it's either gonna be a, a selfie, an emoji, good, you know, good call on that, Rose, or you know, you stun where you're located. Like I'm in such and such. I'm in. I mean, so I, I would say. The branding needs to match the brand perception you want to give to the public. Yeah, but social, I think, is also an amplifier. Mm. What do you mean? Well, specifically, like, if things are not going right for you, social makes you look like things are going right. Right. If things are bad, social doesn't. I mean, if you think about it, nobody. look like they're, they're bad. If you think about it, people don't post bad. No, no, oh, no, they post bad. I've seen no, people. No, no, no. I, no but on Facebook, they don't. I've seen baby mama. I've, I've seen people getting divorced on Facebook. Like, yo, I'm going to kill myself. Right. Like, I've all right, seen my bad, my all bad. of that. I'm not, I'm like, not on, on Facebook, social. so I don't know but, that. No, but, I, I guess my, ultimately my I point is like. from the Matrix <laughs> called Facebook. Crack, baby. <laughs> Damn. Crack. But uh, ultimately, I think people amplify so I want to make sure that, and, and I think it's a good thing, but I also think it is kind of a bad thing because now we're used to see people like, hey, what's up, Rose? How you doing? How's everything? Oh, good. All right, cool. We have that quick transaction and we're good. 
Now on social, we see that transaction. I see Rose in, you know, Central Pay, and I see him in Milan, then I see him in Dubai. It's like, damn, why can't I live like him? What am I doing wrong? Or, or sorry, just to unpack that a little bit, yeah. maybe you, you lose that human interaction of asking how someone is because you assume they're always good because mm -hmm. you're always seeing them yeah. in a positive light. Yeah, that's that, that's definitely a part of it. I, I just think that ultimately, um, and I'm not one for like, oh, social's terrible or it's not good or, or whatever, but it's really just thinking about the fact that people live lives, right? right? So what you're seeing may not always be reality. What more important than that is not focusing on what other people are doing, rather what you yourself are doing and how you're bringing some kind of positive impact or change in your own right. life and lives around you. Right. No, I think that's good, man. I think I think that's a good way of looking at it. I mean, yeah, yo, man, I think that's a great way to end episode three. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode three. <laughs> and, I mean, y'all staring at me. And, like, oh. I, and I love Queens. Let me just say that again. I love Queens. You love I love Queens? my brothers. Thank right. you so I much. I appreciate it. All right, bet. All right, peace. No self-talk when it comes to the truth. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Say that again. Say that again. We don't need self-talk when it comes to telling the truth. Ooh. Mm. All right. I like the way you said it the first time. Pause. But, yeah. All right. Peace. No self-talk. Peace. Peace.